This is my background story. I grew up in the 80s and 90s in suburban Massachusetts. Family life was comfortable for my little brother and I. My parents both worked steady and fruitful jobs and we always had food on the table. Home life was stable. My mom and dad taught us hard work and an entrepreneurial spirit. My dad owned and still owns his own business and at the time he was working out of the house. So when mom had crazy retail hours, he was able to pick up the slack. They showed us that marriage was a partnership. Seeing them work together was a gift that I now carry into my marriage and partnership with my husband. Things weren't always perfect, but I did always feel nurtured and safe in my home. Something I now understand was not the case for everyone. School life and growing up was pretty typical. I experienced all the ups and downs of the times, riding bikes until dark, exploring the woods, and all the teen girl drama. I didn't really have a deep desire to go after one thing for a career. I was crafty and creative and was gifted a sewing machine for Christmas at the age of 12. In high school, I decided to take home ac. My teacher told my parents I had a gift for the craft, and when I made my junior prom dress and was featured in the local newspaper, I decided to go to college for fashion design. It was a really fun education. I learned about textiles, different technical design elements, and marketing, which I now use today. My junior year, I had the opportunity to study abroad in London, and that's where I fell in love with Europe and European history. I took an art history class, and it opened up an entirely new way of looking at the world. I learned about the Renaissance while seeing many of the works in real life at the National Gallery. I learned about ancient civilizations and was given my first introduction into the world of goddess-worshipping communities through the Venus figurines of the Old World. I learned about the Roman Empire and then saw the Colosseum just weeks later. I've been revisiting a lot of these topics lately, so I bring them up to sort of set the stage that they will be part of the conversations going forward for this project. When I left to study abroad, I had a serious boyfriend, Toby. Going away was something that was on my bucket list, so it never occurred to me to not go because of the relationship. We tried the long-distance thing. I was only set to be gone for a few months, and we thought we would make it work. For my 21st birthday, he arrived in London, where we had a weekend trip planned to Italy. We barely made it to the airport, and he broke up with me. I was devastated. Being apart provided him perspective that we were just too young to be so serious. Before I left, we'd been discussing moving in together and even possibly getting engaged to get married. We were able to get through the weekend without too much animosity and decided to give this a little more time to process. I was set to be back in the States in a month, so we thought we'd hold off and discuss it when I got back. When I arrived home, we ended it. I didn't want it to be over, but I could see and do see that it was necessary for us to let go and grow. We were mostly apart for three years. We went through periods of not speaking to periods of trying to be back together again. And we still had some growing to do, so it wasn't working out. Eventually, he moved to California, and I'd given up any chances of us getting back together. Until one Christmas, he came home, and he asked to see me. And this time felt different. 
He could tell I had changed and I could tell he had. And since neither of us could find that connection with anyone else, we decided to try again. The next thing I knew, I was moving to California. I did take precautions, though, and I moved in with a friend first, just in case. About three months into being there, we were living together. Another six months later, we were engaged, and two years later, we moved back east and married in 2005. This was around the time that my career began to take shape, but I need to back up just a bit to add in one key piece to that. A couple years before I was set to go to college, my mom was laid off from her corporate job. In the month of my high school graduation, she took a leap of faith and purchased a building where she started an antique shop. Purple Rose Home is still in business to this day, and I am co-owners with her. I decided that a career in fashion really just wasn't for me. Many of you are probably initially here from Purple Rose, but in case you're not familiar, I'll drop a link in the show notes and you can explore now. I'll be talking more about the business sporadically in other episodes. In 2013, we welcomed our first and oldie child, Toby Jr. He's now 10, and I know I'm biased, but he is such an amazing gift, especially because Big Toby and I weren't really sure we wanted children. We'd been married seven years before we even decided to consider it. Once we agreed to go for it, it happened right away, and we feel so lucky to be his parents. Around 2016, we began to experience some big growth at Purple Rose. Online sales were increasing, and we were making a name for ourselves on social media. We began working with influencers on Instagram, and so many began following along to see what was next for us and what shenanigans my mom and I were up to in stories. At this time, we'd already been involved in co-creating many community endeavors, like a small business alliance, which became a local first initiative. We created a holiday trolley event for small businesses and co-created an Apple Fest gala to raise funds for our schools. I was beginning to see that I had a real affinity for being involved in the uplifting of the collective for the greater good, embodying the motto of rising tides lifts all ships. So in the fall of 2017, I was involved in co-creating an outdoor market called the Profound Market. This was a place for curators of vintage, vintage style decor, and makers to showcase their wares to a larger audience. Myself and three other female business owners pooled our resources to build this collaborative. This was the passion project of my dreams. My love for home decor and community in one place. In 2019, we had grown so rapidly in both the shop and the market that I was on cloud nine. I had reached a pinnacle of my career. I was successful in making money and I was being recognized for my hard work and I truly felt like I'd made it. Then COVID happened and we all pretty much know how that story goes. Fortunately, being in home decor and having an already established presence online, business at the shop was actually great and we had two of our best years in 2020 and 2021. Unfortunately, we could not host our market at all in 2020, though. We attempted to pivot, but it ended up not being productive. In 2021, we had new challenges come up. While we waited on the uncertainty if we could even host our June show, we had the challenge of quickly changing locations. We pulled it off, but things were beginning to go haywire in so many directions for me. I was so stressed and anxious. 
I was hardly eating or sleeping, and I had to make a big decision after our September show if I was going to keep going. As we rounded out that show, I walked around and just relished in the pride I had for being part of what we created. I knew I was going to miss it so much, but I also knew that it was no longer in alignment for me to stay. After my decision to leave, I had to jump right into a holiday retail season, and I didn't give myself the time to process. Immediately after Christmas, in the first days of 2022, my back just gave out, and I was forced to bed for many days. I tried to push through, and I tried to get back to work, and it just clenched back up again. When I tried to push through that, I became really sick for a couple weeks, and that was when I finally said uncle and stopped pushing and allowed myself rest. In that rest time, I had to eventually acknowledge that I had some shit to process. I'd walked away from one of my biggest accomplishments, and though my goal was to pour myself only into Purple Rose Home, that bubble was deflating a little too, as the world readjusted to life beyond a pandemic. When I couldn't make sense of things, I journaled. When I felt like crying, I cried. And I cried a lot. What a release crying can be, especially when you go years without shedding many tears at all. Family members were a little concerned about my mental health, but I just had a deep knowing that it was not despair. We have a family history of depression. My mom and grandmother were both hospitalized for it. I knew what to look for, and I had enough clarity to know and communicate that I wasn't there. But I needed some time. I had crashed and burned from the exhaustion of pushing so hard to succeed. In the chaos of my thoughts and feelings, I was synthesizing all the lessons, the sadness of certain losses, the gratitude for all experiences, and I felt so deep that this was the only way. I could not go around. I had to go through. I had to find the intentional and deep joy for my work as opposed to the hamster wheel I thought I was supposed to be on. Very slowly, by doing only what needed to get done, I was able to move through many of the waves of it. I let go of perfecting. I let go of forcing. And I let go of that woman I thought I had to become to prove myself to the world. When I first had the idea to start this podcast pre-COVID, I wanted it to be all rah-rah, go get em, girl boss. That was the energy I was existing in. I still appreciate and respect all the humans providing that content because it did help me and it did push me to where I am today. Maybe it's divine intervention. Maybe I just had too much on my plate, but I didn't start that podcast. This timing feels better. It feels more authentic and in alignment with how so many women are experiencing life right now. Too many of us are hanging on by a thread and asking the same questions. How do I work smarter and not harder? How do I create a life that's filled with more purpose and less achievement? How can I escape from a deeply conditioned ego that I must keep up? That's what I intend to explore here for myself and what I intend to encourage my guests to share their insights on as well. Maybe my story of surrender will reach someone who needs to hear it so they can grant themselves the permission to slow down and listen to what's calling them. Maybe a guest's interview on rising from the ashes will inspire some of you to realign with your worth and build yourself anew. 
I'm feeling that this project is another opportunity to expand my experience with community, this time on a more intimate level. I'm not going to start off with all the bells and whistles that are available for podcasting these days. For now, it will just be voices and social media posts. I am, however, leaving that door open for opportunity to evolve in the future. In the next episode, we'll begin the first season, and I'll talk a little bit more about what's been going on with me and what has led me here and set the stage for what the season's theme is going to be. So as always, if you like what you're hearing, please leave a comment, a review, and you can reach me on Instagram at the.wild with an E dot rose. I am in the process of building a website, but we don't have it yet. So come on over to Instagram, send a DM, send me your thoughts, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say.